0: Welcome to Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the scriptures, seasons, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. This is the second Sunday of Lent, begins our second full week of Lent. And Lent, being a time of preparation, um, focuses us on this costly journey of discipleship, and so where are we this week with Jesus? We've we've been walking with Jesus for some ways, and Jesus has been teaching all along the way to Jerusalem. And this is a Lenten scripture because at this point he is going to do some kind of refining, nitty-gritty teaching stuff with this inner circle of disciples those who actually lived and ate and and journeyed with him his his core disciples so this isn't to the crowds this isn't um that kind of an image this is sitting down and really trying to get some points across to the inner group so let's hear what Jesus has to say like
1: Our scripture passage today comes from, again, the gospel according to Mark, and it is the 8th chapter, the 31st through the 38th verse. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any wish to come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake So why does this matter? Sometimes I like to put myself in the shoes of the characters in the scriptures. And so put put yourself in Peter's shoes for just a minute. You've given up everything um, for the hope of something better. In this case, the fulfillment of your expectations that this guy you've agreed to follow is the answer to all of Israel's woes. He is the Messiah. And To this point, everything has been kind of on the down low. The people, including the disciples, have been able to hold on to their assumptions about Jesus and what Jesus would accomplish. Hear that, their assumptions about what Jesus would accomplish, until now. And now Jesus is telling the disciples first and then everyone that he's going to undergo great suffering and be put to death. And I would imagine that Peter is so taken aback by this very public announcement and he seems to miss the part and in three days rise again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? He does. That, that is just lost because he's kind of in shock. And Jesus makes clear that the culmination of this journey isn't going to end in the kind of glory that the Israelites envisioned. Uh, that the, the glory at the end of this journey is a painful, humiliating death, a time of darkness and doubt. And only after that, where there'll be new life in the risen one, which will bring liberation from tyranny, darkness, oppression, and eternal death into eternal life in God's realm of shalom. So ultimately, those hopes and dreams will be fulfilled, but not in the way they expected. And I think sometimes I'm just speaking for myself when I hear something, and maybe when I read an email, I get so caught up in the beginning of it, that I miss the punchline, if you will. I miss the mm-hmm. ending and the point, and I, I imagine things maybe and maybe respond uh, similarly uh, to what Peter did in this. Um, the way of Jesus, as we hear here in this passage, is to die to self. And that's not a physical death. It's to give up what we think we are due, what we are owed our goods and our privileges, things that we worked hard for. It's, it's about giving those things up for the well-being of others. And this was a challenge then. And its I don't know that it's more of a challenge now because it's our reality. It seems to be. But I mean, if we were to imagine a Sunday school class where we go in and the teacher has prepared the lesson and we, the, the PowerPoint slides are up on the screen and the things that we read are Deny your own wants and desires. Prepare to face a painful and humiliating death. Forfeit your life for this cause of God's shalom. I don't think it would be a class that would have a positive response. <laughs> yeah. and, and and yet that's what it means to follow Jesus. I mean, not in literal terms. It it, it you have to understand all of this in the context of Jesus' ministry and his teaching. But it is what it means to follow Jesus, not just
0: believe in Jesus. Oh, and that's the crux of the Lenten journey, isn't it? It's not just believing. It's not yes. just saying, I believe Jesus is Son of God. That's not the point. The point is following the teachings of Jesus. And I'm I'm with Peter. That's where it gets hard. And I start listening only for the, the answers I want.
1: Yeah. I think we I think we all do that, at least some of the time, some more than others. me some days more than others. <laughs> so uh, some questions we might ask ourselves is when have we sought glory at the expense of someone else? So this understanding of glory uh, needs to be thought about and and when do we seek glory at the expense of someone else? Another question would be what aspects of following Jesus appeal to me? Are those the ones we choose? Uh, which of those aspects of following Jesus make us uncomfortable and why? And finally, what parts of my life need to die so that my authentic self can
0: arise? Those are those are really thoughtful Lenten questions. So I'm processing how we could experience this scripture and this kind of point in, in the teachings of Jesus and the assimilating of the information that people are trying to do. So um, Jesus makes it very clear that the rest, the rest of this journey is going to lead towards a painful death. And we know as Christians that it's the cross, which was a tool of Roman oppression and fear mongering and death. It was a symbol of terror, it a symbol of power. Um, and so I think about who do we know, who do I know in my life? Who do you know, or who do you know of who is literally carrying across today, who is facing a tool of death, terror, oppression, or power um, and identify that person or persons and make a note of your decision on who that might be and then offer a prayer each day this week um, for that situation or that person or contribute to a charity that offers some kind of um, solution or or um or care, or compassion, or even write your political representatives about your concern for a situation, or simply offer your own presence to be with someone uh, facing suffering or in the midst of suffering. So, some ways to really experience the reality of following Jesus for the well-being of others this week.
1: Yeah, some tough stuff, along with some, some tough questions. But uh, really the journey that this is all about. So thanks for that, Karen. Our blessing today comes from For Victims of War and Refugees by Janet Morley. Oh God, you bring hope out of emptiness, energy out of fear, New life out of grief and loss. Comfort all who have lost their homes through persecution, war, exile, or deliberate destruction. Give them security, a place to live, and neighbors they can trust to be with them. A new sign of peace to the world. Well, special thanks to our listeners again this week at Coffee to Go. We invite you to join us next week for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition.